Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Galloway and Isabel podcast. My name is Thomas Galloway. To my right, Evan Isabel. Evan, how are you doing today? Dude, I just got off of work, but I'm doing phenomenal. That's awesome. Love life. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, sitting across from me, Caden Isabel. And Caden, how are you doing? Pretty good. All right. And to my left, Noah Galloway. <laughs> I thought you were going to say my name. No. Nah. We're gonna do just like we did those two. Okay. How you do, how you doing oh, today? Oh, I'm feeling I'm exhausted. You're exhausted? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, we'll talk about our weeks a little bit later because we want to really talk about them a lot. Mm-hmm. So we'll not talk so much about this um, right now. This podcast is brought to you by Morning Bell Coffee Roasters. You guys know all about Morning Bell Coffee Roasters, uh, so we don't need to go through all that. Also, you guys are watching on YouTube right now. That's incredible. But if you want to get this podcast on the go. You can check it out on the podcast app that comes with your iPhone or SoundCloud. And if you're checking us out on SoundCloud or the iPhone app, you can also check us out on YouTube. Yeah, perfect. Right. So mm-hmm. just everyone, think about the other options you have there. We offer flexibility, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what we're about here on the Galloway and Isabel podcast. You could listen to us on both. Yeah. Right. That'd be really Actually, cool. best case scenario is you guys listen to it through your app and then watch YouTube clip on mute because it helps us. With our views mm-hmm. and all that. Absolutely. And don't forget to like and subscribe and not dislike. We've had some people going through disliking the videos. And I think I know why. Because on one of those podcasts, we really said, hey, guys, our fans get together. Stop just watching our videos and start liking them, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And I think some people took that as like, oh, let's dislike it because that's funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's not funny. It's not. It's not funny. No. Our feelings are really hurt, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. We didn't cry, that's for sure. No. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so uh, before we get too far into this stuff, actually, let's do this right now. Okay, let's do our recommendations. We forgot to do this last time, and I think the time for that. But every week, we want to recommend something, whether it's a book, a movie, a show, a song, an album, an app. An app. Yeah. What else can we recommend? A play. I'm not getting enough options. A musical. <laughs> recommend a clothing brand. Oh, okay. I'm a about store. to hit, hit up a... Okay, can I do mine? You go for it, yeah. Okay, I'm going to recommend, um, not for purchases, but for an experience. Go to yeah. Louis Vuitton stores. Okay. They're, um, the, the experience that I had was a, a pretty good experience. I walked in knowing full well I cannot afford a single thing. Yeah. Um, not even the cheapest thing in there. But uh, the guy treated with me with amazing respect and answered all of my questions and was very intelligent and kind. Nice. I've heard that at some of those luxury stores that like each customer that comes in, the sales representatives take turns being like assigned to that customer. Interesting. Yeah. And okay. so they also, they don't really like it when someone comes in, like a group of like 15 year olds who look, they don't want to really, can't really afford anything in right. there. And they don't really, you know, they really like yeah. that a lot. Um, yeah. Okay. So... Uh, yeah, recommendations. You're recommending Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. Nice. Okay, uh, my recommendation is a book that I just finished called American Psycho. And there's a movie based on that book that came out in 1999, I think. And the book is about this guy who works on Wall Street. He's basically living the American dream if you're really into making money and all that, you know. And then at night, he cuts people into pieces. Oh! <laughs> that was a interesting yeah uh, so that book is uh, really good it's written in first person the guy who's doing this is uh, is the narrator 
And so it makes it especially interesting. And I just started the movie today, about 20 minutes in. It's great. The book is great. Very dark, as you might imagine. Uh, and it's really interesting. I really enjoyed it. So check out that. American Psycho by Brett Easton Ellis. Okay, which one do you guys want to say? Give your recommendations first. I like to recommend a book called Ties by... Oh, look at this. Dominin- Dominico Starnone. Okay. Show the camera for us. And um, this book is about a marriage that disintegrates. These people get into a routine, this couple, and then they just get bored with it. And then um, the guy starts sneaking around a little bit. Wow, just like all happy marriages. <laughs> yeah. And so... Um, and so it just kind of it kind of made me pessimistic about what <laughs> what like a, a marriage a good marriage could be like, and um, yeah, it just kind of makes me not want to get married. Well, that's a positive recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> so we're recommending this book to all of those happy married couples out there. Um, great, great read. Okay, right. so what's it called? Ties by um, <laughs> Dominique Starnow. <laughs> Yeah, something like that. Something like yeah. that. Cool. Uh, definitely couldn't have looked up how to pronounce his name before the podcast started. <laughs> uh, okay. Starnone. I'm guessing. That sounds good to me. Caden, mm-hmm. uh, what's your recommendation? The Art of War. The book Art of War by Sun Tzu. Yeah. Nice. Sun Tzu? Uh, yeah. It's a good one. Yeah, you can find it on YouTube for free. So. And it's, yeah. I'm pretty sure it reads. It's also free on the Kindle Books uh, Amazon book website because I downloaded it oh uh, no not audible the other one they have a Amazon book store yeah you can download it for free there's also just like a PDF online too yeah yeah um okay anything else you want to say about that book um you should read it what's yeah. your favorite part bro the favorite part where he like I think there's a part where he like he like uh he tells his general to do something and then like kills him because he doesn't and it's, like, representative of, like, how you're supposed to lead. Like, if you don't if you don't follow through, just die. Yeah. Basically. Oh, yeah. There's a, I don't really, there's, like, a, the six, like, a 60-page PDF. And then there's also, like, an expanded version. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little confused. I don't really know how yeah, that worked I exactly. Yeah. Because I, um, I, I don't remember that part. But I, com- yeah, I think I did, too. Yeah. I haven't read it yet. I like to read it. But I got the impression that basically, like, um, before you've are, you win the war before you even start it, and that's yeah. based off of uh, oh, how you prepare. Kind of, that's yeah. a good. Uh, yeah, yeah, my favorite, my favorite part of, I read the shorter version, so it's just a lot of the quotes and that kind of stuff. But you pretty much get the gist of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my favorite part is the part where he's talking about how uh, it's deception, pretty much. So when you're doing one thing, you want to make it look like you're doing another thing. So if I'm going to punch you in the face, I'm going to be like, hey, I'm going to kick you in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> but then yeah. punch you in the face. I think that's basically what his words were. That's I think that's the exact quote. And, yeah, I apply that to a lot of stuff, too, like football, like being a receiver, um, making the cornerback think you're running one route when you're actually running another route. Mm-hmm. Or <laughs> when you're a cornerback, um, playing a different technique on the receiver instead of doing... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, that quote reminded. Oh, go ahead. Um, go ahead. Uh, Oh, no, go ahead. Someone go ahead. ahead. (laughs) Okay, so I just want to say that today I learned about bonobos. 
Those are the type and, of chimps? Yeah, and so they basically, like, they engage in, like, all the kinky activities that humans do. Like, nothing is out of bounds. Like, they do everything that we do. Like, and everything. Everything. Wild. Like, they dress up. <laughs> in like anyway, frilly outfits anyway if you go to a zoo and you don't see a bonobo there's a good reason why it's because they do all that stuff out in the open they're going and playing furry <laughs> furry <laughs> games yeah furry games you know furry you know what a furry is I just didn't understand what the word you said oh okay yeah and so like they like they it's they're all out there together doing everything they do together. Wow. And they just let it all hang out. They just they just do their thing and they don't care and then they get removed from, from zoos. So is that your other recommendation? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my my second alpha male. Right mm-hmm. Yeah. My secondary recommendation would be the quote by uh, that I heard from Joe Rogan. I don't think it's his words, but he said that fatigue makes brave men cowards. That one. I've yeah, been thinking right. about that one a lot. That reminds me of something. Oh, the other day when I first got back, the next day after I got back, I went out and I ran, just conditioned because I hadn't been and I needed to. Yeah. And so I went out and conditioned, and I was thinking of uh, how like when you're when you're fatigued, when you're fatigued, your brain just meant you kind of like mentally shut down and you're more you're more beta. I guess you mm-hmm. say. You're definitely more yeah, beta. Yeah, you, yeah. And so I was just thinking of stuff like that, like mm-hmm. how, um, like working out, like conditioning specifically, it makes you, it's kind of like a muscle. You break it down and then you let it rest in that, uh, that that scar tissue that uh, those ribs and tears they eventually rebuild, rebuild and create even stronger mentality. Right. Yeah. Mind. So speaking of fatigue, <clears throat> Noah and I ran a marathon this weekend. Wow, yeah, you guys must have been insane, like bro. really cowardly after. I no. Totally coward. So cowardly. Twenty six point two miles. I uh, I've realized like the the pleasure after intense pain is by far the greatest thing. Really, I re- it's just it's so much more rewarding, so much more satisfying, uh, and we had a pretty pretty wild one. We uh. Everything was pretty good to about mile twenty, and then this giant storm came in, and it was and it was like became super dark. It was eleven a.m. became super dark, and the streetlights started coming on, and then it started raining and it was super windy. And one of the streetlights kind of like the thing where like bursts, you know, like you just like yeah, right in front of us, and we like turned around. There's a guy behind us who had one of those like tank top things they said he had run a marathon all 50 states mm. so we, I asked him like you know what should we do here are we supposed to keep running or do we you know whatever but about that same time someone was waving us into their garage mm. uh, be like you yeah. know you guys can hang out here oh, for okay. a little while so we hung out there the guy who waved us in actually was someone who qualified for the Boston Marathon wow. he, he wasn't running but he would easily qualify he would easily won the marathon we were in really <laughs> yeah easily yeah. with his time and then uh and then we hung out with the guy who had run in all 50 states, and he's run almost 500 marathons. Yeah, and over 100,000 total miles. What's his name? Tom Perry. He sounds famous. That's a famous him. name. That's yeah, a famous yeah, name. Yeah. Right. You can find him on Google. So we hung out with him and then finished the race with him. So we hung out at these people's house for like an hour to let the storm pass. And this is a completely legit because like the police cars and fire trucks were going along the route telling people to stop running. Like it wasn't like wow. we were, it wasn't like we were like oh we're getting a little wet let's take a break right like this was a it was li- pouring out it was, there. It was, it was really bad was his name Tom Perry out. Tom Perry P E 
R R I, and then you type in like marathon, a bunch of stuff comes up. Yeah. Did he run with you after that? The rest of what we did, yeah, uh, we finished just finished up with him um, the last five six miles. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So. Uh, this guy? Yeah, it's a guy. Nice. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Um, he uh, he's down to call into the podcast hmm. sometime, which would be pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, so what else? I mean, now that, that was the marathon. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. Uh, we finished. It felt a little less satisfying since you had to take that break, and it was kind of like right. it was just kind of weird. But you know, that's yeah, we stopped for about forty-five to an hour, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, dude, I'm gonna run a marathon. Yeah. yeah, you should do it. Yeah, I should try for one and run with you. Run mm-hmm. with you Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, gonna do, I'm probably going to do the Des Moines Marathon what October 20th. Okay. And yeah, it's it, it's really cool because you just go right down through the city between the buildings, yeah. the tall buildings. That yeah. sounds really cool. What, what day is that? I think it's Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, it's typical. actually really fun, dude. Yeah. Really this cool. Saturday? No, October 20th. Yeah, I, I was paying attention. <laughs> 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 yeah, bro, if I could, if I could like, check it yeah. out. Um, on Saturday it was kind of weird because it was in the 70s the temperature but the humidity was say 80% I think it was at least that it was like, at least yeah. and so I, at mile 5 my my shorts were soaked mm-hmm. and it was a weird feeling because and then I feel and I kind of got dehydrated because of it because your legs were soaked? Because, because it was kind of cool out oh. but it was humid at the same time Interesting. but since it was cool I didn't feel like I was sweating a lot mm-hmm. but I actually was just because the humidity was so high interesting and so um, and it was just a weird kind of decep- like temperature deception right? yeah that's yeah. really interesting yeah I reached bizarre. up yeah I didn't feel hot at all and I reached up and felt my visor and the whole thing was completely soaked through wow like a third way in but I felt yeah. like not hot at all that's interesting it was it was weird yeah. so when was that marathon again because I kind of want to run it the um, Des Moines yeah October 20th Oh, the thing is, I'll yeah. be going to China like two China, days later. Dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. That, that's Wait, really when, crazy. When are you going? The twenty second. Twenty second. I bought my flight ticket. I got a strange email today that well yesterday, and it wasn't super strange, but the thing that I found concerning about it was that um, in the email it said, "Don't worry about your visa." Yeah. Which is really confusing to me because, as far as I am aware. To get into China, you need a visa. So, yeah, what does it mean? Don't worry don't about worry a about visa. Your visa. That's not yeah, That's weird. Yeah, I would just bring it anyway. Well, I don't, you have to go get one. There's uh, a thing you have to apply to get a visa. So I'd like to take a minute to shoot. Maybe they're Where's doing the it for themselves. I don't know. Uh, okay, so I have a. We'll uh, get to Brazil in a second. I have a. I have something I want to complain about real quick. Do it. So there's the, my my least favorite. Well, I said I was going to talk about the license plate thing mm-hmm. last podcast, and I forgot. I might get to that later. But I'm, okay, this is my the, t- the type of person I don't really like is the type of person who like is constantly like kind of trying to roast people when they put themselves out there, mm-hmm. or like do when they're actually kind of doing yeah, something. Right. And I think it's because they're just afraid of doing that stuff themselves, and so instead they'll just sit there and look for other people who are risking something and just say, "Oh, like you know that went a little wrong that time," which. You kind of you learn to ignore really quickly because yeah. you realize those people are just afraid of doing anything. That is so true. I used to be so susceptible to this mentality, and then something happened where I got to the point where you could be laughing in my face about what I'm doing, but I'm not. It's not that I'm so hard headed. It's just like, yeah, go for it. Laugh in my yeah. face. I don't care. 
you know? Yeah. Right. I, I think that, like, high school, a lot of high school students, like, it just, cause a lot of people, the high schoolers aren't, um, I guess, adults or Definitely. college students, so there's a lot more negativity and stuff, and the, you, your mindset, mm-hmm. even me. For real, it, it's, it's fine. Just, yeah, it's That's just normal. Your mindset. Yeah. It's still yeah. normal. It's just like you've got a bunch of people that are insecure. I, th- I don't think yeah, I don't think high school is like constructed the right way. I feel like it's not. Everyone's yeah. like you're only with people of your own age, which is pretty young, and people that are like 10, 20, 30 years older than you. It's yeah. not like for me. I, I feel like I'm growing the most when I'm surrounded by people of like a wide variety of age groups i can grow with you guys but i also grow really well with my cousin nate who's like mm, seven years older than me yeah i grow with people that are like five years older than me phd students and stuff like that so i don't think high school is very conducive for creating like a really good environment for knowledge yeah acquisition acquisition of knowledge (laughs) yeah i think the the biggest thing that's happened for me is since like high school now i care outside my family i care about the opinions of like five people mm-hmm. and beyond that I, lo- I don't care and I think a lot of it is just once you realize like once you become really secure in yourself you know that you're awesome mm-hmm. you don't yeah. really care what other people's opinions exactly because right. like I am comfortable myself I think I'm, I, I like myself a lot and so everything else is kind of like, okay whatever exactly I think I, I was just gonna say I think that's like a really good realization to have and Unfortunately, some people, I don't think everyone has that realization in their life. Yeah. And everyone can, though. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, sorry. I think a lot of that is the people you surround yourself with. Like, in high school, it's really hard to do that. Um, And it's like a cliche kind of Mm -hmm. thing. The coaches, like, people talk about, like, oh, you know, you won't be successful if you don't surround yourself with the right people, which I'm starting to realize that's really true. Mm-hmm. Um, but high school, it's like really hard to do that because you're constantly with a bunch of negative people. And like, let's say you, uh, you have to sit by this one person. It's always, negative. it's really hard to be positive when mm-hmm. every single day you're sitting with that person that's negative. Yeah. It, <coughs> but yeah, it's high school. It just makes it harder for you to surround yourself with the right people. But if you can do it, it's really good. It's a game yeah. changer. Yeah. It's so, it's so true. I think I'm not going to say a whole bunch about this but Jaden Smith is one of my like one of my new favorite rappers um I used to like detest him because it was like I was just so upset that like this kid that's like this famous kid's son Will Smith's son is like trying to make this thing work with rap so his thing his thing is he's a rapper right Mm -hmm. but what I like about him is he hangs out with other rappers. You know, yeah. he hangs mm-hmm. out with Chance the Rapper and stuff like that. And so I think that's a really good mindset to be in. Like, hang out with the people who can, like, give you the most knowledge about what you want to do. Yeah. I think a good... A, one of the main things that taught me to not really care what other people think is... Okay, so in high school, played basketball four years. And because we went to small school and I was pretty good early on, I was able to start for four years. In the first year, I cared about, I want everybody to think I was good. I wanted my teammates, my coaches, the fans, other students. I wanted everybody to think I was good. But progressively, and by my, and by my senior year, I cared about the opinions of my coaches and my teammates. And that was it. Everybody else didn't really matter. Because it was like, what I realized was most people don't really know what they're talking about with a lot of stuff. When they're critical, they don't really know what they're talking about. And 
they aren't actually doing anything. They're not a part of the event. They're just sort of, they're, spe- they're spectators. They literally are spectators. Mm-hmm. And that their opinions don't really matter. And you really start to care about the opinions of the people who are actually in it with you. Mm-hmm. And like, even like on a podcast like this, I want you guys to think that like we're having a good podcast and stuff. Yeah. And the, if the people like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. That's just the exactly. way it is. I don't, I don't care at all. Um, and it's just like doing this thing with you guys and enjoying it is all that you really need at this point. Mm-hmm. And even right. when we started the podcast, I don't think it was like that for me. Like I wanted this thing to be something that everybody could be kind of into. Mm-hmm. Ever it, that that part really wore off quickly. And that was just a when we started, we were yeah. twenty or whatever, you know. Right. Um, at that point, little we were, babies, we were little babies. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that is such a great feeling too. Just the liberation that comes with not caring. With valuing the opinion of like five people and then not caring about everybody else, mm-hmm. it is it feels pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, when you say but you value the five, the, the opinion of five people, and that's just with respects to your your life in whole, or because for me, I I'm kind of the same way. But in regards to like I don't know, when I'm at work, I regard the opinion of my boss. Yeah, privately. yeah. I think I'm not count- I'm not counting like superiors as far as mm-hmm. like well, you did a good job on this. Oh, okay. Uh, or you did a bad job on this. Like as far as people who are looking at my life as a whole, like know my entire life. Okay. So I, I agree because I was thinking about that too. There's a distinction to be made between like the people who are looking at your work or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's only uh, you know a third of your life. Yeah. Whatever. We're talking about the holistic, holistic. And even then, like the five, like as long as I'm very comfortable with what I'm doing and who I am, like I don't really think about the opinions of other mm-hmm. people. It's just like. If and I think that would change if I had like yeah. a fam, like a, a family and stuff, and mm-hmm. I, like that's a whole different level of intimacy. Yeah. But right now, I mean, yeah, it's sort of the way. And so to exemplify this, I'm kind of the same way in the sense that I I don't really care about the opinions of the general populace. But let's say someone says, Evan, I don't like what you're doing. I'm not gonna completely disregard that. I'm gonna be like, okay, I'm gonna check with my one of my five members you know yeah. i'm gonna check with them and be like hey, yeah do you think this is like do you think they're right and if that that if one of the persons one of the people that i find admirable and respectable says yeah that that, that i think that's right then i'm gonna listen to it but i'm not gonna just listen to some random guy in the street that says hey what you're doing stupid or you're an yeah. idiot or something you know yeah there's a a book the prince by uh, nicola machiavelli and it's like the go to it's got a lot of criticism because it's very manipulative like the strategies they're recommending are very manipulative Mm -hmm. and it is it's basically a guide to become a king or a ruler Mm -hmm. or like how to succeed in politics Machiavelli yeah yeah so the yeah Machiavellianism that definitely has a negative connotation to a lot of people but you see a lot of these things that he talks about in that book happening in regular politics the manipulation and how people go about it and one thing he does talk about is basically what you said like have five people around you that you, or, or a group of people that you make very clear, don't flatter me, tell me exactly what you think. But then everybody else you basically disregard. Because, and, and there's a version of that where like you're saying, well, you hear someone on the outside say something and then you bring it to the person mm-hmm. that's close to you and say, are they right about this? Mm-hmm. And that's basically what you're saying. That's, I keep certain people in my life that like, I don't know, um, I don't necessarily enjoy a lot of the time we spend together, mm-hmm. but the quality I most admire about them is that they're honest. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I really need honest people in my life right. so that when I ask them, Hey, what is this? What do you think about this? They're going to be honest with me, mm-hmm. you know? And so 
even if you are kind of a scummy person, I think if you're very, very honest and not just the honest type where you're like, oh, I'm honest. And you're just saying, oh, you're an idiot. I'm yeah. honest, you know, like you're actually genuinely honest. I yeah. think that's a very admirable trait and something that can get you pretty far. I agree with that. And I think um, what we were talking about was surrounding yourself with the right people. Um, I think, like for me, <clears throat> in football, when I'm focusing on football, I hang out with Om Unique. I work out with Om Unique and uh, Matt Chitty and my like if he could, if he comes, um, James. And then when I'm like just like chilling, I just come here like, yeah. with you guys, and I'm like I love, it's like chilling with you guys because I just enjoy the time I spend mm. with you guys. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, so what I was gonna start out the story I was gonna tell about like roasting other the people who just instead of actually doing anything they just spend their time roasting our people who are actually doing stuff so the story i have to exemplify this trait that i don't like is in high school before basketball games there were home games we would meet at my friend's house and my teammates and we would eat pizza and play pool and play video games and hang out for the game and there was one of my teammates who never played pool at all but he would just sit there and like basically roast people's shots and stuff. Yeah. And, and uh, he, never, he never played once uh, for a very long time. And eventually someone asked, like, you know, do you want to play? And, uh, it's, and like, they talked him into it. And I kid you not, the worst pool player I've seen in my entire life. Like, atrocious. Wow. Like, he had never played in, in, like, he never played in his life. And uh, I don't really care if people are good at pool or not. But if you are constantly like, roasting people who are playing pool, mm-hmm. and and then that, that like to me illustrated the whole thing that what I we were just talking about like these people who are might be critics of what like you're doing when you put yourself out there. If you if they actually did, it'd be like that kid playing pool, yeah. <laughs> the worst yeah. thing of all time. So that's why I like I like to think about that because I think it kind of shows to me that uh, the people who are on the sidelines roasting. A lot of times, would be they, they couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. That's why they're doing it. And the worst thing that happens is when someone that you think is close to you or, like, maybe even one of your family members is that person that's roasting you, mm-hmm. you know? That yeah. can be such a depressing feeling. Right? Yeah. Uh, someone recommended a book recently about, I forget what it's called, but this girl grew up in Amish or something like that mm-hmm. and eventually found her way out of it and, and her family wasn't a fan of education at all mm-hmm. and then found her way out of that got educated became like this you know high level scholar and at one point she uh, was in a class and there was like a picture on the screen and there was a it's something about on a sign that's a picture of a holocaust or something mm-hmm. like that there's a word that's a holocaust and she apparently raised her hand and she's like excuse me what's that word because mm-hmm. she didn't know what the holocaust was and everybody kind of like shunned her but uh, she, so then she went and figured it out. But basically, she didn't get any education when she's younger because her family's against education, and that really kind of held her back. Wow, that's yeah. a, that's a really interesting. I don't remember what the book is called. And now, I mean, like I feel bad because in the past, when I was younger, there would be people that asked ridiculously stupid questions in class that I considered at the time I considered really, really, really stupid. But um, I mean if you kind of take a step back and be like, okay, not everyone's coming from the same place you are. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And it's kind of like uh, Colin Cowherd or whatever his name is. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, like, him and Baker Mayfield, <clears throat> they have this, like, beef or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and Colin, it's just hilarious. Colin Cowherd is just constantly roasting Baker Mayfield. <laughs> they just <laughs> roast battle pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I, I think back to, like, the family. Like, fortunately, I mean, I, everybody's super encouraging our family about anything we want to do and stuff, but that would be, like, one of the biggest pains. Mm-hmm. It's like when your family's, like, discouraging of the yeah. things you try to do. It's all hard to imagine, you know, yeah. um, and I think that's a huge obstacle. It's one thing if, like, friends or whatever outside are a problem, but family's on our level. Um, we've been going on about 30 minutes, uh, and like we need to, to give, talk about Brazil. I'd like to give a quick shout-out to the designers <laughs> of my marathon t-shirts. You did a marathon? Yeah, I did. Dude, that's crazy. And so, so for starters, I'd like to point out how this guy tried to smash whole paragraph on the front <laughs> side and back. And then Is also it? he decided he wanted to make it slanted, which looks absolutely Wait, it's slanted? ridiculous. Yeah. I can't actually yeah, like, Oh, wow. I thought you were holding it like that, dude. That was so confusing. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. I was yeah. going to ask you when you were going to turn it, like, so I can actually <laughs> see. That's the actual... And also, yeah. And for someone like me who ran a marathon, I'm wearing the, <laughs> I'm wearing the exact same shirt as someone who ran a 10K. Oh, that's, so, yeah, that's so... not cool at all. Also, no. can we really take just a second to appreciate the, the globe on the other side? <laughs> the the quality of that globe. It's like North America and South America, like, made it's love like, to a, <laughs> Asia or something. No, they took oh South goodness. America and just flipped it yeah. upside down oh, wow. and put Hawaii there. Yeah, just yeah. like flipped it. And that's great. Hawaii's in the middle. But then there's no other continents or anything. It's just, yeah. Someone definitely told somebody, hey, you need all this information on the shirt. And they're like, okay. So is there like a University of Okoboji, like actual college there? I don't know. We didn't really figure that out. Let's hope it's not a design college. I think it, yeah, yeah, seriously. (laughs) It is really one of, I mean, everybody who might design a shirt someday, take note. This is absolutely awful. Can't see that. Yeah, absolutely. This is, um, this is so bad. The diagonal. Bad choice. It's just so confusing. There's just so much information. Uh, yes, there's a reason. Don't do it. Yeah. When they, when it comes to t-shirts, less is more. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Totally. Okay, so let's talk about Brazil. So uh, tell us about some of the highlights, some of the stuff you want to talk about. Your trip to Brazil. Your dad's from Brazil. Yep. And you guys were down there for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Got to hang out with the family. Got a lot of cousins down there. Yeah. So I taught him how to play football, nice. football stuff. So, oh, we played that. Played a lot of poker. Taught nice. him how to play poker. Yeah. It's pretty chill. Oh, I played a lot of chess as well with my younger cousin actually, who he spent the he spent the night. So we all slept in my grandparents' house. They're mm-hmm. down there, I guess. Mm-hmm. They're dead now, but mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so we slept there, and my friend or my cousin Calvin, the younger one. Slept there with us the whole time, so mm-hmm. pretty chill. That's chill. Um, anyway, he's <clears throat> he's really smart though, and he he played chess with me uh, like all the time. It was pretty it was pretty fun. He also played poker with us and my cousins and stuff. So that's something we did down there. Um, <clears throat> uh, and when you're down there, just uh, if you have a really big family like my dad. It's just amazing how socially conditioned you get mm-hmm. because you're constantly right. with your family and just around a bunch of people. That's and, awesome. Yeah. And even if you don't speak the same language, every everybody down there is so like um, 
they're touchy. Mm-hmm. So like, like, Hey, what's up? What you doing, bro? Like, yeah. you know, and, yeah. um, it just gets you really socially conditioned mm-hmm. and people are really friendly down there. Yeah. It sounds kind of cool because you kind of think of a poor country where people were just hanging out with each other just because they don't have like TVs and Xboxes. Mm-hmm to be on all day and so that yeah I can see where the whole socially conditioned thing mm-hmm. comes from mm-hmm. so how often do you get to see the uh, this side of your family once every two years usually so. once every two years that's cool yeah, yeah. I, wish, I mean yeah that's that's not a lot but that's enough to I mean keep that connection yeah. that's cool yeah and so yeah that's pretty cool and then um, Rio uh if anybody wants to go to Rio, make sure you have a good tour guide because you don't en- you don't want to end up like these two Frenchmen that went down there that took a wrong turn and <laughs> went to the hood and <laughs> got shot yeah. um, yeah. off their motorcycle. But uh, so yeah, make sure you have a good uh, tour guide. And uh, what were some of the things you guys ate for breakfast? Is it is it um. Like, yeah, what were some, some, some of the things you guys ate? So for breakfast, usually usually it's kind of the same stuff for a day, but they kind of, you know, switch down, make it different. It's it's still pretty good. But uh, it's just uh, bread. I, I don't remember really what it's called, but it kind of has a little bit of a... It's a tougher shell. It's not hard. You can, like, squish it and it crunches. And then there's, like, soft bread inside. Take a knife, cut that open. Um, there's ham. It tastes really good. Their ham down there tastes different, but it's really good. Mm-hmm. Nice. You get some of that ham, you put it in there. Uh, something you can have for breakfast. Uh, eggs. They still make eggs down there sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, they have this really good jelly. It's like, it comes in, a, it's literally like a gel. It comes in, it's like square package, and you can cut strips and put it on mm-hmm. the bread. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Uh, I got some at home, too. I should have you guys try some. That'd be so That's cool. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, the next podcast, we can all sit around and eat jelly and just talk about how it tastes. Yeah, That'd be cool. It. For an hour. That, yeah, that's just the podcast. For one hour. Yeah. You can just hear us slurping and munching and that kind of stuff. And no sidetracking either. Just no. staying on the jelly. No. Yeah, Absolutely. if we don't have anything to talk about, we just won't talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. sit there and eat. Awkward silences. Yeah, you guys can watch. Yeah, and so, uh, and then for lunch, uh, every day, rice and beans. Yeah. As the main, the main course usually. What is it? Well, yeah. Like What'd you, no, what the main it? rice and beans. Rice, rice and, and beans. beans okay. Yeah. And so, and then they have uh, every day they usually switch it up, like the meat, and or sometimes they have like this this meat soup. It's really good, or like chicken feet, uh, chicken neck. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how they eat the chicken neck and chicken feet. It's not that it's gross because like I I tried it, I, mm-hmm. but there's no meat. Really? Yeah. It, you can't, it's not like where you could like, because I like to mix stuff, okay? I like yeah. to have my rice, put my beans on there, yeah. and then cut up. my meat up, you know, mix mm. it up, and eat it. Tasty. Good. Yeah. But when they have chicken uh, necks and chicken feet, there's barely any meat on there. So really? Even, yeah. yeah. So even if you pick it up and kind of eat it, there's like a very little bit in this kind of like crevice little right That's crazy. So do like, when you saw your cousins eating it, did they eat it the same way you did or... Well, the, the the last day is when I had chicken, the chicken neck, and mm-hmm. I, I was, like, getting ready while everybody else was eating, and so I kind of ate after, so mm-hmm. I didn't really get to see how they actually ate it. Okay. Because <laughs> I've, tur- I've had turkey neck before. I like turkey neck. Yeah. But then also, fun fact, 
chicken leg, chicken feet are also called chicken paws. Oh, huh. Yeah. <laughs> if you go to, the reason I know that is because I went to Walmart. Yeah. And I saw these, like, chicken feet. And I'm like, ooh, chicken feet. But then I read it and it said chicken paws. Chicken paws, interesting. But yeah. Do you, like, do, does the neck and the feet, do they, like, look like necks and feet? They look like feet. chicken necks and they, they look like chicken feet. Oh, okay. But it's they not like... like the chicken cl- paws, no. <laughs> yeah, chicken paws. <laughs> yeah, come on. Like, the little claws on the end of them? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, really? Like do a you eat that part too? Italian. You're thinking of cats. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, not to brag, but I, uh, I also made two girlfriends down there. Two. There you go. Two. Yeah. Yeah, um, they were outside of your family, right? So, no, I'm t- I, was, I was joking. Uh, two, uh, <laughs> so I have a, I have, excuse me, I have a cousin. <laughs> so a little cousin down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's pretty chill. It's getting better. Little cousin. Yeah. Like, how old is she? <laughs> she's uh, like nine. I don't know, dude. <laughs> She's like um, three, I think. She's a little younger than Stella. But, uh, yeah, there's another little girl down there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know why, dude, but all like little girls just like like me. I don't know why. Yeah. You don't know why? Yeah. It's because your beard and your soft <laughs> hair is yeah. conducive for little children. You know, like, when children see their parents' beards, that's like a... Like Mom's parents too. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, little children in general too, because you saw my Instagram post, right? Those two little boys. Maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You on the bench? Yeah. Oh my, dude. They're like monkeys. No. Huh? Yes. They're literally chimpanzees. That's crazy. Dude, like, it's insane. Like literally? Yes. Wow. Like their body control and strength at their age is crazy. That's cool. They had yeah. these like two little swings that was just like a it was like a thick or not really thick but it was kind of like about that big. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it was like connected. It's like a swing connected mm-hmm. to. Like a like, tree or something. No, it was like, like a rod. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> like there, a rod. Are there bonobos down there? Are there bonobos down there? Yeah, dude. I don't know. That was a little too interesting. Did you make a girlfriend with a bonobo? But yeah, uh, they were climbing all over. They were doing some stuff that I would never dream of doing. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, what uh, kind of animals do they have in there? <laughs> <laughs> not bonobos. Yeah. Not bonobos. Not bonobos. Uh, we did see a monkey, though. I'm not sure if it was a bonobo. If, <laughs> if it's not a bonobo, Noah doesn't care. <laughs> was it a howling monkey? Was it one of the ones that were like, oh, like one of those? <laughs> no, it wasn't. We were actually, we went to this... Uh, We went to this, <laughs> we went to this, uh, this house of one of our friends down there, and uh, they live like <clears throat> right by a river. So you, like you walk out of their house. The houses down there are really cool, especially the ones in the country. And this one is kind of like open out the back, and so you just like you literally walk out and there's, like, you go down dock, dock-ish area. It's kind of like dense for it, like around it, and it's just like this one open area, and then you, um, go down and then there's river and then you can walk through this like uh, trail place with all the other houses kind of like connected to it but there's it still looks like you're out in the country mm-hmm. and dock another dock area down there but like in between it's like dense forest it, it's not even that big either it's just like this much dense forest and then you know open spot you can walk down and mm-hmm. anyway got down there we did some fishing but it's winter time so the fish are kind of hiding so you don't really catch many fish anyway it was still like a really cool view 
and on the other side, there was like a monkey on these on the trees. I thought it was pretty cool, and my dad got some pictures of it. Nice. Are there any like alligators or crocodiles down there? Yeah, they call it. I can't remember what the word is. Cayman. Crocodilo. Crocodilo. Cayman. Anyway, yeah, there's there's some of those down there. I didn't see those, but uh, the birds down there are beautiful. Yeah. yeah really? Green. Like green and. Do you see any of those green birds? All different colors. Green birds. Green no, birds. Yeah. <laughs> My host family in Costa Rica had this green bird. Stat. <laughs> um, you, you go to Costa Rica? I I was hoping someone. <laughs> I was hoping someone would bring it up. <laughs> um, do they have any like big snakes down there? They do. Yeah, anacondas. Pretty much uh, every big snake you can imagine. What That's animal do you want to ask about next? Oh, bonobos. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, you guys good on this podcast? Been yeah. a pretty yeah, solid forty-five. Actually, that was good. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, for Thomas Galloway, Evan Isabel. Kane Silva. No Galloway. Everyone, have a great night. Boom. <laughs>